Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And make no mistake about it. I am excited for this game. I think that we're going to have a good crowd down at Rip Beer Company in Huntington Beach, California, PCH location. I think everybody's excited and ready to go. Yet still, it just... Something's missing. This doesn't feel like a real Packers week. Normally, uh, my mood is different. Things are going on. People know to avoid. No, it's usually not that bad. But usually there's a lot more excitement. And I think that it's a little bit subdued right now. I think a lot of it has to do with questions to the quarterback position. Who's going to play? Who's in? Who's out? Neither team is in the playoff hunt, so to speak. Not not counting the Packers out. I don't want to get Aaron Rodgers upset with me or anything like that. But still... It, there's some sort of magic that's missing in the air, but hopefully we can rectify that. Uh, I'm going to have one of my friends on today. We're going to break down this matchup. It is going to be a great show. And Sammy, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports entertainment like no other. It's gonna be sick. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sick Podcast. It's me, Adam Rank, and it is Friday, December 2nd, ahead of Packers Week or Packers Game or all that good stuff. The Green Bay Packers will be traveling to Chicago to battle the Chicago Bears, and it'll be a lot of fun. And just in a moment, we're going to bring on our guest, and I'm super excited for that. But you know what? Again, just want to go back to it. You know, looking over these, it's just so weird. Uh, I guess the Packers have been so good for so long outside of the one year with Mike McCarthy that it's weird to see them struggling so much and the Bears being in a very similar situation where, you know, they've been exciting. It's been fun. Uh, last week, notwithstanding, but still not the panache. Uh, that you you normally get. It's kind of like when we were waiting for Solo. Like, ah, it's still a Star Wars movie, but is it the Star Wars movie? But in any event, uh, and I've been neglecting this over the last couple of weeks, but Sammy, let's play the Rank's Rival animation. Oh, that is, uh, I love that animation, number one. But we have got a a great guest. Uh, he is one of my favorite Packer fans in the world, of all of which there are two of them. I'm just teasing. Uh, he's a great follow. If you're a football fan, even if you're not a Packers fan, you should be following him on Twitter. Uh, he's very insightful. He's witty. He's got great taste in music. I love hearing about uh, everything that goes on with him, his family. It feels like, I feel like I've known him 
forever because it feels like maybe maybe I have, you know, and it's been quite a while since I've been with him and I'm excited to bring him on right now. He is uh, one of the things, too, that I love is how much he appreciates this rivalry, even though the Bears have not been holding up their end of the bargain. Uh, listen, I've been dying to have him on the show. I'm glad we can make it happen. Please welcome the co-founder of Cheesehead TV. And, you know, I would say you've moved past Garasi. I, I got to be honest with you. I love him. But now, how are you, Aaron Nagler? Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the invite. I am excited to be on the SICK podcast. And look, uh, there's no doubt that there is a little bit of luster lost in this matchup yeah. this week. No question about it. I, I think it is kind of funny to hear a Bears fan lament the lack of juice because <laughs> the Packers aren't good. Like, we're yeah. used to the Bears not being good, yeah. right? That's kind of been the M.O. as of late. But, uh, yeah, the Packers aren't good. Not a good football team. And then with both teams kind of suck, it yeah. does diminish the the hype for the matchup a little bit. Just a little bit. No, absolutely. You know, and you look back at 2018, you know, at least the Bears were good, you know, on our right. side of it. It was right. cool. Like, oh, okay, like, good. Let, let, let's, and we got it's an opportunity. A, it's been a rare thing when both these teams are good at the same time. It yeah, has been a very rare thing. I mean, you got to go back to the Levy Smith era, things like that. But, you Pretty know. Much, yeah. But hopefully, I think, honestly, I've always appreciated. Uh, I know that I love making fun of Aaron Rodgers as much as the next guy, but I thought that the Packers have done. Uh, oh, listen, it's obvious. Like I, I cannot, I, I cannot physically bring myself to a not to like him. But you know, you right. know how that goes. I feel. Um, totally but I good. feel. I got to ask you though, because the one thing that I always appreciated, and I always agreed with you. Even when I blew you up on Total Access and told you, <laughs> I'm, by the way, I guess I need, let's, let's get to that real quick. I am so right. sorry. I forgot during the summer, right. I, and, and everybody who watches me on television, I love shouting out my friends. I love bringing people into it. Everybody goes along on the ride with me. And I made, <laughs> you jokingly said the Packers are going 17 and 0. I right. know that. Right after the Most... schedule is released, you know, I put out a tweet, looks like 17 and 0. This is what 17 and 0 looks like. I think that was the tweet. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, And so I let everybody know, in case you had missed it, uh, go on to Twitter, uh, find this young man, and uh, <laughs> let him know that I think he's mistaken. Oh, it was, it, it, they most certainly did. Bears fans are a special breed. It was a good time. They are. They are They are a very special breed. I appreciate them. But I do know that it, sometimes when you do stuff like that, because I had done that a couple of years ago where I had picked the Bears to go 16-0, and 0, oh, and boy. we had one of our cameramen named Chunky who would walk by and he was like, like he was vacuuming the floor and then he hit three losses and then walked out. I'm like, well, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't in good conscience pick these, but I'll stick with the 13 and three. Right. But when I was, when I was sitting there and we were talking about the Packers before the season started, I agreed with a lot of the things that you were saying, because I really feel like their roster construction was pretty good and that they've done a really nice job of putting a lot of good pieces on the defensive side of the football so I thought them they would be a lot more competitive. What what's happened over the last couple of weeks? Who baby, yeah, a, a lot of things. Um, it is interesting when you look at the roster construction, and I think obviously it starts there, right? That's uh, mm -hmm. what you're, the team you're going to roll out there. What I didn't anticipate, and I think you heard a lot this summer in this off season about you know the loss of Devontae Adams being such yeah. a major kind of you know hump to get over, so to speak, and everything that kind of swirled around the Packers kind of pointed back to the fact that they were seven and zero without Devonte yeah. while Matt had been in town since LaFleur came on board Devonte missing a game usually meant they were going to be okay what's fascinating yeah. to watch is that given how they constructed the roster and the fact that 
their two best players on offense were behind the quarterback instead of outside on the perimeter, yeah. what they had used, been used to. My assumption, and I think the assumption of a lot of people around the team was, okay, so they're going to button it up a little bit. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to try to pull an Elway, right, where you've got an aging quarterback, you're going to lean on your running game, and you're going to ask your quarterback to make a play on third down, essentially, right, mm -hmm. in a real kind of 30,000-foot view of it. Well, what I didn't take into account is that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers apparently wanted to just keep going the way they've been going <laughs> with brand new wide receivers, several rookies, a off the scrap heap, Sammy Watkins. And needless to say, that kind of blew up in their face. Yeah. I, it's shocking to me the disconnect, the very apparent disconnect <laughs> there was between the front office and the coaching staff because when you look at the roster coming out of that offseason, you think, okay, this makes sense if they play this way. But it was very clear that Matt and Aaron were not on board with that idea. And they, you know, we heard all summer long, oh, they're going to find their way on offense. Well, that was predicated upon the defense showing up and keeping them in games, which, I mean, it's done for stretches early in the season, but it is completely falling apart here down the stretch. Yeah, we've noticed that too. And in the preseason, you know, and I, you can go back to what I talk about in fantasy football is I expected it to be Aaron Jones. Like you run the ball with right. AJ Dillon and you're like, okay. And then Aaron Jones, probably their best or probably still is their best pass catcher. I'm like, as long as you have somebody on the field that you can trust, he seems like a guy that you could put in the slot when need be. And you can wherever you want, literally wherever you want. Yeah, and it's 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 ama it's amusing to me. Not amusing. I guess it is amusing because I'm a jerk and uh, I hate the Packers. Right. But you look at you know the Chiefs were in a very similar situation where they got rid of Tyreek Hill. They had, but I think the biggest difference is they have Travis Kelsey, who is still basically a number one wide receiver. The Packers didn't have that. Well, again, they they also augmented it with a number of guys who have done a lot in the league. You know, yeah, that's whether true. it's Juju Smith-Schuster, whether it's MVS, who I really thought was a bigger loss than most people made him out to be. I mean, all the headlines were about Devontae, but what you forget is that you go back and you look at the playoff game against the 49ers, MVS doesn't play in that game, and the offense completely looks, that's uh, true. I mean, absolutely lost because you roll coverage to Devontae, and what else is going to kill you? MVS has always been kind of a, a underappreciated aspect of the Packers' offense the last three or four years. The Packers allow him to walk. And then, like I said, a lot of youth, um, end of the line, wide receiver kind of patchwork, that approach, like you talk about in comparison to the Chiefs, very different and obviously did not work in their favor. Yeah. And it, is it too late for them? I know that, you know, they're what, three games behind the commanders currently? Right. They're, no on, life, they're on life support. I mean, it's. I think they've got like a 3.8% chance, according to Football <laughs> Outsiders, somewhere around there. So... You know, as Han Solo said, never tell me the odds, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm not banking on getting through this asteroid field. Let's put it that way. It is, it is one of those things, though, I refuse to ever, like, concede. I see people on Twitter or whatever just taking right. victory laps. I'm like, we're not doing that. This is, <laughs> this is like, no. Nope, Especially when Aaron like Rodgers a, is involved. Yeah, no. Oh, no definitely. And he's got to be coming to Chicago. Like, the kickstart of game of, like, we need to get healthy. We need to go on a five-game run. It starts in Chicago. I could see it. Starts in Chicago. Crazy thing, I, crazier things have happened in his career, no doubt. I don't. Why do you like think he's so hell bent on playing in this game? Not Obviously. only does he own your team, but he needs yes. to start a run. Yes, he really does. And it's uh, I know a lot of people. It, it was weird because I was talking to somebody 
who was talking about somebody who I work with who was like, oh, that's a little bit selfish. I'm like, well, number one, to be a quarterback in the NFL, you got to be a little you gotta bit be selfish. Some, I like, you like, got to have this discourse around his wanting to play has blown my mind a little bit. I mean, yeah. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers. He's the four-time MVP. He's a god among men on the football field. He is has the most Michael Jordan mentality of any NFL player I've ever seen. Yeah, of course he wants to play. Also, by the way, they paid him $50 million. <laughs> I want him to want to play. I don't want him to be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll sit this one out. No, yeah, I want oh, him to want to play. In Chicago, of all places, he's not playing the Lions or whatnot. Right. He's playing Chicago, a team. This, means, and, this game means something to him, yeah, which I, I love. I love that, it. That's the listen. That's the one thing that I've been saying on TV is like, look, Aaron Rodgers, legitimately, if he thinks the playoffs are out of reach or whatever, there is one game he cares about, and there is one game he's going to be take great delight and go out there 100%. and play. And even if he can't play the rest of the season, he's not missing this game. I do nope. not understand where people are are even questioning it. Like, why I, is it even I'm an right, issue? I'm right there with you. It kind of <laughs> It's kind of mystifying to me. But look, like we said, I would not be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to come out, lead him to a victory in this game. They only get that bye week. He gets a little rested, and they go on a four-game run to end the season. And again, I still doubt they make the playoffs, but they'll make it interesting. Of that, I have zero doubt. That, that We call that the worst-case scenario. We don't <laughs> want to see any of that stuff. We do... Uh, we're still back in our guy. And of course, Justin Fields, there's a big question about, you know, whether he'll play or not. Now, Thursday, he was a full participant. In I was going to say, wasn't he full yesterday? So yeah, you so. guys are trending in the right direction for Justin to be out there. Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, we're also, I'll just let everybody know, we're recording the show before we get the Bears practice report and the Packers practice report for that, for that, uh, just for clarification in case you're like, these two idiots aren't talking about, I'm like, no, no, no. As far as we're concerned, I know that Aaron doesn't practice on Wednesdays. I don't, I don't actually don't care. Like he's showing up on Sunday. He's oh, playing. Yeah. It's done. I've, I've been saying yeah. this all week. Like Correct. he's playing, like it, it's happening. There is zero Justin, down. Justin's a little bit different. What do you think? What have you, what have been your thoughts? I know that you, you cover the Packers, but I know I that you have a great sense of the NFL around you. What have been uh, your impressions of Justin Fields so far this year? I'm really, really upset. <laughs> that uh, that that yes. he is he's looking as good as he is. I I will say, and this is uh, this is hundred percent true. And you, I have the texts to prove it to my good friend Matt Bowen earlier in the season when he was struggling a little bit, and the national media and a lot of the fans were getting on him, and it was like, oh, here we go. Like Justin Fields is not up to the task of being the starting quarterback. And I remember I had a nice exchange with Matt where I was like, I you know, I, I, call me crazy, but I think they have something there if they can yeah. lean into what he does well, which is clearly what Luke Getze has started to do here in his last, like, four or five starts. Um, yeah, he's dangerous, man. And now, look, does he have a ways to go as a passer still? Yes. But he is still an offensive weapon, and he's still a guy. And here's the thing. We were talking about earlier, like, it's a rare year, right, where both the Packers and the Bears on a bit of a downswing as far as not a great record. You know, the season is kind of middling here, and we're going to play out the string, what have you. For Bears fans, it's got to be exciting, though, because this is yeah. the start of something with Fields. You know, mm -hmm. this is my whole thing this past summer when I was saying, you know, the, the timing would never be better to rip the Band-Aid off on the Aaron Rodgers starter at QB thing, trade him, and get Jordan Love on the field. Because now the Bears have a year's head start, two years, really, head start mm -hmm. with Justin Fields with all this experience, and he's looking better, and he's improving. As a Bears fan, that's got to make you excited, like especially given – where he was week one to where he is or where he was in his final start before he got injured. 
I mean, that's real improvement and that's real development. And that's really exciting if you're a Bears fan, no doubt. Yeah, it has been all that we can talk about and it's made this season sustainable or, or, or just at least interesting or whatever. I, I can't think of the proper sure. word, yeah. but like the games have been excruciating in the fact right. that they keep right. losing yeah. in like horrific ways. And you're like, yep. oh, just one thing broke this way. Like the I really, yeah, very similar. And, and it's funny because uh, my father, who always he did hate the Packers. Like, don't get it. Don't. I don't want to get this twisted. Of course, right. Hated Charles Martin. Uh, well, he had every reason to hate Charles Martin. So he he did hate the Packers, but he always hated, and it was because of the eighties. He always hated Washington, and he always hated the 49ers. Oh yeah. And it's so funny because I know, like, first of all, um, I know that he'd be so upset that we kickstarted the Washington run. Like we we knocked out Carson Wentz, yep. lost the game. We had no business losing, and our friend yep. Bayless made a mistake. Who, um, you know, we're we're still Team Bayless here, and so <laughs> like he would be so mad, and then we keep losing all these things. But again, like you said, we go into every game being like, I just want to see what Justin Fields does, and it would be cool. Like I would love to win. It's very much winning is like, great, but winning is great. It's also like being a because uh, it's weird and i've explained this before but i'm an angels fan like going and watching otani and trout you're like ah you know like i want to win but at some point of the season you're like i'm just here to watch these guys that was a uh, that was that thing going on on twitter this summer where it's like every update was otani and trout have these amazing amazing statistics and the angels lose again tungsten armo <laughs> doyle i know so it is one of the things it's so good like i i, I wish i wasn't so funny i wish i wasn't living this right but you know like i world. Like I have, uh, I have a, a young daughter who loves to go to the games. So, uh, oh, that's so there's, great. There's so that's there's great. always that part of it, you know. So, um, my youngest, loves actually, all my girls loved. We used to go to the Mets games because it's like I live like you know five minutes from the stadium, and they loved going when they were little, and they love the hang still. But man, they could yeah. care less about baseball, football, any sports <laughs> at all. So cherish that. Hold on. Do you have that. you have two or three? Three girls. Three, three girls. girls. Yeah. Olive, Violet, and Madeline. And, uh, Madeline. Okay, I'm sorry. That's it. No, it's yeah, but again, like this is this is one of the cool things that this is what uh, one of the things I really appreciate about you is that you do talk about your family a, a lot oh, and you that's... post about it. And you know, like when uh when Olivia is picking your music or whatever she's doing, like that kind of stuff. Always, I'm like, that's a real person. That's yeah. why. Yeah. You know, I, I think well, they're just better. such a they're such a part of my life. It's hard not to, you know, it's like yeah. social media. It's like what my life is about, and like they are such a big part of my life. So yeah, of course. But I and do I hear will, that a lot. Like I hear from people, like I feel like I've watched your your kids grow up. Totally. Like, like I think people have. I mean, I've been on Twitter since it launched in two thousand. Like oh nine, yeah, was, like, yeah, and now it's twenty twenty two. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my daughter was born in two thousand fifteen. No wait, fifteen. Yeah, my boy was in seventeen, and no eight. What eighteen? But <laughs> uh, but you see it. But like those kind of things, like you post it. I post photos mostly of her from the Angels games. And right. people get up. Sometimes people are like, why are you sharing? And I'm like, because Twitter sucks and it needs positivity. Seriously. And uh, we're just having Seriously. fun. And-, and also just keep scrolling if you don't want to. Yeah, no. like, that's what always kind of blows my mind. It's like, oh, I didn't come here for this content. A, I don't care. B, okay. just keep scrolling. It costs absolutely nothing to just keep scrolling. Yeah. So I've always. So again, so we're at that point, too. By the way, my, my, uh, my daughter last night did say that. Justin Fields. She's she was looking at there was a, a, oh a graphic up during the um during the game. It's funny because she it's unprompted and she's like she's watching a, a graphic that Yahoo or 
Amazon put up for uh, MVP. And she's like, right. uh, where's Justin Fields? Like, well, <laughs> you know, they're probably, I think Patrick Mahomes might win the MVP. because Listening to her Bears fan dad, she's probably heard like how he should be in the running for the MVP because he's so I've, great. I've never brought up that subject to her, <laughs> but I, but she's also like one of those people too, who will like, she was talking about the, and she's like, Hey, she's like, is Jimmy Hergert coming back? And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> That's so right. It took me a second to ask, to think about like, wait, what? I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, I hope. Cause like he was a good closer, but then anyways, uh, sorry, that. bears fan bears and Packers fans were like, wait a minute. Uh, what is you could this? Have, you could have skipped over that part, but the kids enjoy sports. So it's fun to be a part of it. Uh, and speaking of the kids, Justin Fields looks like he's going to play. Do you think that objectively he should be playing? Yeah, absolutely. You only get better by playing. And if he's healthy enough and they give him the clear medically, yeah, hundred percent. He should play. I mean, I understand the whole, Oh, shut him down for the season mentality, but man, that's not how pro athletes work. You know, yeah. that's not how, well, most pro athletes. That's not how they work. <laughs> And I think teams, especially at the quarterback spot, they want a guy to continue to play to get better. I mean, it's not just going to happen, you know, like all the work that he's put in and everything that he's done this season, like we were just talking about from week one till now. I mean, that happened because he played. Yeah. You know, that didn't happen by him sitting on a bench. It didn't happen by him practicing. It happened because he played in games. That is the number one thing that I think a lot of fans seem to miss. Like, especially for these young players, especially at the quarterback spot, you got to be on the field. You got to be playing. And that's what's going on in Green Bay right now, because it's like Jordan Love has to play. Yeah. Like, he is at the point where he needs to play to get better. And that's not going to happen while Aaron's in town, obviously. So that inflection point is probably coming, maybe not this offseason, but the next offseason, definitely. Um, but yeah, Justin Fields, if he can go, he should play. And I want it. I mean, as a Packers fan, yeah. I want to beat the Bears with Fields on the field. Like a hundred percent. I don't want some backup quarterback excuse nonsense. I want to beat your starter. hundred percent. I, you know what? I feel the same way. And you know what? As much as we hate Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and we hate the character of Aaron Rodgers that we see on a football field. I don't exactly. know the man personally. Right. I will say this. Like I would, I want to beat Aaron Rodgers. I think that in 2018 <laughs> beating the Packers to send us to the playoffs, to win the NFC North, that was meaningful because it was against the Packers. It was against Aaron Rodgers. Right. It was very cathartic in a lot of ways. And so those are the kind of things that you want. Like beating Jordan Love would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'd rather beat Aaron Rodgers. Baptize him, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you know, hopefully start us on a string of like, well, now. Right. We now own gonna, Jordan Love. No, right? we're going to own. <laughs> what are your. Well, uh, what? I just love that every once in a while, like the Packers own the division for years and years and years. And then the Bears pop up and they get it a yeah. season. And then we own it again. And now the Vikings pop up and get it for a season. But you know we're going to take it back. It's like the best part. Like Bears and Vikings fans thinking they're going to run oh. the north suddenly. It's just hilarious. No, I think we're going back to the 80s, baby. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll congratulate God, Jordan Love. Not. As the next Don Mikowski. See, you the next... love the 80s. Like, for Bears oh, fans, the 80s was... has a very different connotation than it does for Packers fans. Absolutely. Like, that was the time to be alive. And it was one of those exactly. things. And, you know, and it's also one of those things, too. Like, I know that we make fun. I, I point this out. I know this is one of the things I did. Like, hey, you know, 30, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. Yo, and, you know, here two we go. But, no, no, no. But, like, that's the, that was one of the things that my dad was always the most, like, upset about was that he's like, how the F did we have this Bears team? And we won. He's like, I love the Super Bowl. And I know I've heard you course, say this. Like, yeah. That Sunday was fun. But he's like, how, how is it not more? Like, how is it not like something? 
And I did, I remember one time I saw, uh, I think it was Harry Carson and this was a thing. And, uh, I legitimately asked him this and I have a witness if anybody doesn't believe me, but I asked him sincerely. So when you guys won the Super Bowl in 86, was it hollow because you didn't face the bears? And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, you know, if it wasn't for Charles Martin and I'm like, I'm barely old enough to remember this stuff. So I'm repeating what That's my, hilarious. Like, repeating what my dad would always say. Like, yeah, I was say, it sounds like your dad and I were like, what in sync, man. I remember that Charles Martin play. Like it was, I, that the only time I've ever in my life been embarrassed to be a Packers fan was after yeah. that play. That was awful. It was awful. Yeah, Terrible. that is still like, and even when people, when you talk about how the eighties, people play, don't like, believe, but yeah, people don't believe it until they see the video. Like that, like when you say, <laughs> when you talk about what he did, people are like, "What?" Like, no, and like you see the video, and it's insane how yeah. late that like tossed to the ground. <laughs> like how this this feels like any given Sunday. Like this, is I like, know, like legit, like if you saw the last Boy Scout or something. Yes, <laughs> right. like if you saw this in a movie, you'd be like, "No way, this was so happen. unrealistic." No. Exactly. That's when I checked out of the movie because I couldn't towel. believe. Good Lord. Oh, goodness gracious. But I want to go back, though, uh, to to Jordan Love. You mentioned him a little bit. How do you feel? Like, obviously, he ret- he came in against the Philadelphia Eagles, had a couple of nice strikes. Christian Watson looking really good as well. How do you feel about Jordan Love? I, is it a thing like you want to see him play so you know? But how do you feel about him overall? I like him a lot, and I, I have since the moment he was drafted. I think – it's been fascinating to watch history repeat itself in the sense of, you know, back in the day, it was far fans saying they didn't want anything to do with Aaron Rodgers, And now we have Aaron Rodgers fans saying they don't want anything to do with Jordan love. It's like they drafted him. He's a first round pick. He's been there three years. He's going to play like, yeah. and I'm, I'm all for it because look, father time comes for us all. We, we know Aaron Rodgers is beat up this year. He can still play at a high level, but a wise man once said, it's always better to get out a year too early than a year too late. And the Packers probably missed that boat this offseason yeah. when they didn't trade Rodgers. But even that said, like, I love the fact that they have a veteran four-time MVP quarterback and they have Jordan Love to turn to. And the problem for Packers fans is, like, you don't get to say or get to see kind of the fruits of that labor, so to speak, that patience that the Packers have had with Jordan because it was rough that first summer. There's no doubt about it. He didn't look ready. He was young and raw, and yeah, yeah he wasn't ready. But they picked him knowing that, right? Like, I think there was some statistic where heading into this last draft, he was still younger than most of the quarterbacks <laughs> that were going to be picked. I mean, they knew what they were doing there as far as, like, he's going to be a developmental project at the game's most important position. And you look around the league, and you look at these teams that scramble for quarterbacks or have to f- find some veteran that they have to overpay for or whatever – the Packers take a very different view of it, and they're very patient with it. And I think that is going to help Jordan long-term. Now, again, when do we get to see him as a starter? I'm not so sure it's not 2024. I don't think it'll be 2023. I think it'll be 2024. But by that point, man, you tell, talk about a kid who's going to be ready to play. That kid is going to be ready to play, and I'm excited for it. Now, and I, you know, I'll, I'll share here. And anybody who <clears throat> has access to the internet can go in and find out what I was saying. <laughs> about Jordan Love. I really love Jordan Love coming into the draft. I got to see him play a little bit at Utah State. Now, obviously, out here on the West Coast, mm-hmm. those CBS Sportline games that come on, at, they're 7 Eastern for us. Oh, yeah. So, yeah but they're yeah. 7 Pacific for us. So it's easy to sit there and kick back and watch a Utah State game. And I was pretty impressed with him. And I thought, you know, the limited scope that you'd seen, I had questions about Justin Herbert coming in because he – 
Justin Herbert did not play well in big games when he was at right. Oregon. You saw a game where he was, I think it was, it was, it was Auburn. Where you're like, good Lord, like this guy's Is he having, round pick? <laughs> like, how is this possible? Like, why, why yeah. would I, I actually like Tua more than I liked Herbert, but I love Jordan Love. And I was like of the mind that some team should pick him and grab him. And this has happened twice in uh, the last couple of years is number one. It was the Jordan love pick. You're like, son of a gun. And I, even though I still, I, I was making this assessment. I'm like, Hey, I go, you guys could have had Jalen hurts, but then somebody pointed out like he wouldn't have played anyways. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. And then if Jordan love, uh, it might've been rougher for Jordan love, but still like, yeah, you could probably be doing, you could probably be doing very well in oh, Philadelphia. Okay. I would think, so yeah. I, I would, I was, um, but then the Christian Watson thing happened too. I'm like, son of a gun. Like that's the <laughs> one where like, of all the guys, like, why couldn't you Man. have taken Twy- Tyquan Thompson or whatever? Like, look, you think of the guys that were drafted in front of Christian Watson, and I think right. that there's some that might end up still being better. But like, what were some of these teams looking? That was at? A, like, that was a crazy day that dra- that's the second day of the draft when Brian traded up. I mean, I was not I was not prepared. I was not ready for that. I'm so happy though. I mean, Christian Watson. That's another Watson's a great another great example of like kid gets hurt between the offseason yeah. workouts and training camp. So then he doesn't participate in most of, or I think any of training camp, and then has the drop in week one. And legit, my entire Twitter feed was, oh, he's a bust. He's a <laughs> bust. He's a bust. It's like nobody has any patience or any perspective at all. It's crazy. And now he's the NFC Offensive Rookie of the Month because he's all he does is score touchdowns. It's like, can we just breathe a little bit? I mean, I... I I appreciate all the other players, but man, the draft industrial complex has ruined our ability to see things like in context or at least have a little patience rather than, well, oh, they should have taken so-and-so. It's like, can we let this kid like have a first year, let alone a career before we declare his career over? It drives me insane. Oh, I mean, anytime George Pickens does something, does well, anything, a- does here anything. it comes. Did we make a mistake? Like, um, I don't, Lord. I don't, I don't, I think that we can still I, draft. I think, Christ, I think Christian's answered that question. Yeah. I think that, that we can put that to bed, please. Yeah. And it's funny that we both have to wear that one too. Cause it's like <laughs> bears fans are just like, well, we, we took Kyler. Gordon. I'm like, Kyler Gordon was playing very well up into it. Like he had a rough, yeah. he had a rough go to start. He's going to get picked on. But the fact that they never took him off the field showed me that they're like, well, they believe in him. They believe yeah, in his ability. Absolutely. He'll go out there and hopefully in a couple of years, it'll be one of those situations where we can be like, oh, remember when he was struggling and teams were picking on him? Now nobody throws to his side of the field. Uh, Jaquan Brisker gets a pass because everybody's like, okay, that this guy's awesome. So <laughs> nobody really talks about him. But yeah, George, the George picking like every time. And it's like he, as good as he's played, and I know this from a fantasy perspective, like he, he's not putting up the numbers. You I was going to say, it's not like he's tearing it up numbers wise so he's not he's not he does, Justin he makes a highlight catch he makes a big play and everyone goes crazy on twitter but it's like yeah to your point but it is interesting it's, uh you know talking about another Steelers wide receiver that you guys poached from the packers Ooh. the reports were that we had claypool for a second round pick that morning yeah that and then morning. the bears come in and, and and i guess they smell blood in the water and we're like well we're gonna steal claypool away from the packers i'm kind of i want to kind of say thank you because that would have stunted the growth of one young Christian Watson. Would have stunted the growth of one uh, Samari Torre or Romeo Dobbs. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my hat to the Bears. And thank how you. dare you? Are you saying that he's not good? He's fine. I just you know what I'm I'm prejudiced against him because of a play he made in 
I think it was a Thursday night game in Minnesota. It was at the end. They were yeah, in a hurry up, and of he course. catches a first down, and he gets up, and he struts his stuff, and he's like preening and posing. And an, I think it was an offensive lineman took the ball and was like, come on, we're like, trying to get the ball set. And, and he got upset at his teammate. Yeah, because they were like in a hurry up mode. And like ever since then, I'm like, no, no on Chase Claypool. Not oh, my, my gosh. Not, I, not uh, my guy. Just not I my did, guy. I did hate that play as well. <laughs> I, I didn't remember it. I know. That's one of those. I'm, I, I'm petty, Adam. I'm very petty. Believe me. Help it. If if he was a member of the Packers, that that video would be on my timeline <laughs> so much. But now, now that but he's now on the he Bears, like, hey, he's grown. Future Hall of Famer. Clearly of, grown, uh, very mature now. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I, you know, that's the thing, though, is I, I feel like, and you talk about nuance and looking, you know, past what people talk about on social media. You're like, I don't think anybody thinks that Chase Claypool is going to be an all pro. And that's fine. No. I think that he can be a very valuable piece. He's on a nice team weapon for your young quarterback. Like, that exactly. makes sense to me. That makes it, absolute sense. Yeah, no doubt. And the, He's a and the, price, the price is what it is. It's like, yep. you know what? Uh, I could stay at Circus Circus for cheaper, but I'm going to stay at the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> I'm going to pay up for it, and it's what it's going to do. I mean, and, get, I get what I pay for, no doubt. And then there's a chance that we end up having – that ends up being, what, the 34th pick in the draft, possibly. Right. And so Bears fans are upset about that. But at the same time, we saw the Ravens pick. So for me, it's like we moved – we traded down how, to move up. How does it feel knowing that like the Steelers were like, yeah, we think the Bears are going to be worse? I mean – I would be upset, but then it's just like, hey, yeah, that's the second time that's happened too. Like, didn't the Raiders oh. do the same thing with the Khalil Mack trade? Like, yeah, the Packers 100%. were in on that, and they went with the Bears because they thought the Bears pick was going to be better, which turned out to be completely wrong. So, yeah. hopefully, they're right this time. That's all I know. Yeah, they're handicapping it. So you got that's part of the job is handicapping. Yeah, it is Listen, gig, no doubt. I I follow football. I know I know where it's at and everything like that. Really? I do. Yeah, I do follow it. People question it all the time. Like, oh, how very did, true. Very how did you even how get did you this job? job? Yeah, yeah. I how get that all the time. You, you're like all I founded the company. So how about that? I know exactly. Like it says co-founder in my, like hello. Like I'm the I'm I got the job from me. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> You were an actor, though, right? If I remember this, I correctly. was. Yes, that's actually where my co-founder and I met. We met at acting school down in North Carolina School of the Arts. Oh and my gosh! When I moved to New York, I was an actor for many years. The last gig I did was the Broadway tour of the Full Monty. I no, I took off my clothes in front of thousands of people every night. No Good way. Times. Good times. Yep, that was the last, oh my the last show I did. What well, had to be once you yeah, once you become a father? I'm assuming this is what happened. Uh, then, then you're like, Hey, I don't that was know. Part of it. Well, that, that show actually Madeline, my oldest, she's now 21 was then three and it was really hard. I remember specifically on Thanksgiving day being, getting off a bus in Alabama and having our Thanksgiving meal at Denny's through a meal prepared for us at Denny's calling home and, you know, they were having a party and all our friends were over and I was at a alabama denny's and i was yeah. like yeah no i don't know i don't know if i can be on the road anymore like I, that was pretty much that was pretty much it i put in my month's notice then and i was home for christmas so it was it was tough being on the road with, with a young kid at home that, no doubt about it was, 100%. I, I missed i missed her way too much yeah it is a difficult thing and it's a difficult balance uh especially during the football season that's why well that was was funny and then i ended up making cheesehead tv and getting the job covering the packers and then i was on the road every week 
for all their games. <laughs> but they were older. But that, kids were older then. It was, they're older, and it's a little bit different than when you're There was traveling. more technology. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. FaceTime them every day, a lot easier. What did you do? Do you have a journalism background, too? Not really. Um, right. No, I just started the blog, and then Cheesehead TV blew up, and Gannett hired me to, basically, because they were getting into video and social and all all the stuff that none of the beat reporters wanted to do. Yeah. And they said, would you come do this for us? And I said, yeah, sure. So for the Green Bay Press Gazette and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for, I think it was two and a half years, uh, 2016 through half of 2018. Um, yeah, I did video and social media for uh, Gannett covering the Packers. And that meant getting up every day or every Saturday at like 6 a.m. to go to LaGuardia and fly wherever the Packers were playing every weekend. Oh, which, wow. Which sounds great. And it was great. But man, it, it does wear on you like come December holiday time. Totally. Olive's birthday is in January. The Packers are always in the playoffs. I missed her birthday like three times because Ooh. of playoff games. You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah, it gets tough. Like, that that wears on you after a while. Now, and the Thanksgiving things and stuff like that. Like, it oh, kind of adds up. Nothing ruins my Thanksgiving more than the Packers playing on it. No yeah. doubt about it. Like, I just want to sit and relax. I don't want to be fretting about, you know, picking up a first down like let's just, let me eat my turkey you know <laughs> oh it's so true yeah i uh i work in the mornings on thanksgiving and then being able to go but yeah getting that stress i always miss like because everybody goes back home and they're out right. at the bars on wednesday night and they're like oh, I gotta yes be up at, gotta be up at 5 30 for gmfb uh, uh i'm gonna put oh, on what, a costume and go do what, my a thing. what a rough gig yeah i know you gotta wake up and be on television I know it is very rough. Thank you for recognizing that. I do. I understand the struggle. All man. the all the people who come into the comments and they're like, "How did this get on air? Why am I? What did I just watch?" Hey, but also, yeah, I have to give you a shout out because you're the one who always is unafraid to like tackle whatever costume a producer throws in front of you. I don't think you've ever said no, judging by what I've seen on TV. Yeah, there's, there's that not is a lot. so great, dude. It's so fun. I love it. I, uh, I'm sitting there on screen with Kyle yesterday. I've got like a vest on with no shirt. I got my spindly little arms and Kyle's just back in New York with all yoked up. It looked like the before and after picture of Captain America. Like, Oh, I'm this, the spindly guy in the cab. Exactly. And there's right. Captain America. And there's Captain America. Exactly. Oh, but it's good times. Well, listen, I don't want to keep you too long. I, we do have to talk. Uh, I do got to get your prediction, which by yes. the way, uh, I was going to say, somebody actually picked against their team. I think it was probably Cynthia. Uh, I don't expect you to do that the same. But assuming that it's Justin Fields against Aaron Rodgers, how do you see this game unfolding on Sunday? I think the Packers will attempt to run the ball early and often. I think they won't be very successful at it, and they'll take to the air. Um, I do think Justin Fields and the Bears, Montgomery and company, will run all over the Packers yet again, like we saw against the Eagles. However, I do expect it to go Green Bay's way. I think it'll be one of those probably like 27-23 type affairs where the Packers get a late score to win the game. Yeah, it really does feel like it's it's trending that way. And that's been one of the cool things about uh, – cool, but not, not cool because we're losing. But right. like, yeah, having a team – I got to tell you, like the biggest difference and the biggest switch is having a team where you're like, oh, we're going to answer. Like something happens and you're like, oh, okay, well, we'll we've answer. got the, we've got the guns, right? We've we can, got it. We can make, we can make, uh, we can counter this. Like, yeah, because you didn't for a long time. No. And you do no. now, definitely. There's Not no doubt you have, you have the ability to. Although, you know, Mooney down now. I mean, Justin's, uh, 
I mean, he's got himself and he's got Montgomery and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about Mooney though? Mooney overall? Oh, I love him. I love him as a player. I think he's a real talent and I, I know he may not be as consistent as, as Bears fans would like him to be, but I think some of that is the design of the offense, the quarterback being young and just learning the passing game. But I think he's a real talent. I like him a lot. No, I love him. I actually believe that most Bears fans love him. It's a national Good. media thing who just kind of like, nah, he's not. I'm like, listen, uh, it's. If he was okay. like, if he had a, a seasoned quarterback and he was playing in like some high octane passing offense, he'd be putting up numbers. He'd be putting yeah, up big I, numbers. Like if he was no in Green Bay. Yes, a thousand percent. I do like not all- doubt it for a moment. Yeah, good. See, this is why I like you. You can be objective. You can still hate our team, and I respect oh, it. Absolutely. I respect it. But uh, you're still objective, and that is one of the things that I've always enjoyed about you. And uh, one of the things, and it's fun too. And we love Star Wars and the Pesh mode and all this stuff. All the good stuff. All I, the good stuff. I'm surprised all the time too. Whenever, uh, not surprised anymore, but I'm saying like. Our music always just seems to link up like, yeah, oh, I love that band. Oh, yeah, like like whatever it is, randomly, just like, oh, yeah, that's a band that I enjoy. I, I do. I do. I can't get out of here without saying that you rile Packers fans up in the offseason better than anybody. It's what? so great. It is so fun to watch. Like, you get people going. Like, the, I think it was last year. I can't recall exactly when, but at some point you went on a couple tweet thing about the fact that the Packers have had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And only, oh, yeah. Quote, quote, only only two Super Bowls and man that nothing grinds Packers fans gears more than that like especially coming from a Bears fan like yeah that, they holy it's so I just sit back and I watch it it's hilarious but uh yeah kudos to that because that I know I'm kind of that dude for Vikings fans so yeah to see someone be that guy for Packers fans it's great I love you it. gotta play the hits sometimes yeah absolutely. and then you just gotta know it's like uh, there are, there are definite moments where I'm like okay red meat for the base boom like you exactly yeah i've got my fans i've got people you know like i'm over in chicago i would be booed in milwaukee and wisconsin it's fine i totally i totally appreciate that that's again that's one of those things but it, it's what makes it, it great it's all it's almost like being in a relationship and then you're squabbling and you're like right. i know what to say that'll hurt the you to push i know yep. the button like no i know what doubt. i'm doing and i'm sure that we'll do it again and if aaron Rodgers returns and if Aaron Rod, like I've already got the script played out. Like if Aaron Rodgers returns next year, and right. no disrespect to you and your team, no, no, of course, of course. Assuming they don't win the Super Bowl this year, uh, I would be if Aaron Rodgers returned, I would just come out and be like, "Well, another year for Aaron Rodgers to disappoint disappoint everybody in Wisconsin." Wow. And here comes everybody. What the what the Packer fans need to do though is that you know, go hit back, go hit the eighties, because that that hurts me because it would hurt my father so much uh, about the whole like. <laughs> Why didn't you win in 86? Yeah. 88. That is the thing. Oh, let me seems ask like a, you this. Seems like a fart in the wind to me. Oh my gosh. I um <laughs> I was uh so the Bears obviously are exploring this thing in Arlington Heights. Oh yeah, they what, are. What do you think? Like obviously you guys have done a great job with Lambeau Field. It's modern yet historic. Yep. You hit all the notes. I think it's too late for that with Soldier Field. They oh, it's tried way it too late. It's and it and late. it just didn't work. What would you think about them moving into a uh, a dome stadium? I hate it, but it makes all the sense in the world, and they have to do it. I mean, they should have done it a long time ago. I mean, this is the thing. I could love Soldier Field. I love that whole kind of visage right on the lake in a wintry day, and you got the columns, and it's just gladiator-esque. Like, I love yeah. that. I absolutely love that. But, man, they screwed it up when they put that spaceship on top of it, you know, rather than try to incorporate some 
actual redesign. Um, and they have to get their own kind of attractions like Titletown. Titletown in, yeah. in Green Bay is very much like their money, right? The Bears have to create their own little area where they can keep their money. I mean, the Patriots have done that. That's the way of the NFL. Oh, yeah. You know, the, that that is paramount. And the fact that the Bears have taken this long to get there is kind of unfortunate for Bears fans. But, yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer. It makes all the sense in the world. I hate Again, I hate that they're going to have a dome uh, or a, a roof, as it were. I mean, shout-out to the Buffalo Bills. I love that they – uh, got what three hundred million or whatever it is for of taxpayer money to yeah. not put a roof on their stadium. Literally the same year they have to go play a game in Detroit because of the weather. <laughs> like I, God bless. Well them. done. Hey, take that well taxpayer done. money and do whatever you want. That's what I'm talking about. Do but yes, it. I think it makes all the sense in the world for the Bears. No doubt. Too much sense. Yeah. Whenever you see something, and now you're starting to see how they're starting to sprawl out in Minnesota and uh, take advantage of the space that they have Absolutely. there. Gotcha. SoFi Stadium is coming along as well, so that's going to be amazing. And I think eventually Chicago is going to get on board with that, even though we will move, lose some of those. And then those we're going to have to – we're probably going to have to go to a freaking Super Bowl in Chicago. Yeah, buddy. Boy. You'll love it. Lord. You will I'll be there. Every- yeah, I'll go. I'll definitely go, just so I can go yeah. to Will's, Will's Northwoods the night before the game. Ooh, nice. Great call. I uh, And also, too, like because everybody's like, oh, this, is, this is bare weather. And you're like, I remember my dad – once again, uh, in 88, when they lost to the 49ers, my dad was like, well, bear weather died today. It, <laughs> it's like if, if soft-ass Joe Montana comes in here and pushes us around, I'm like, well, dad, like Montana. He might have a point. He's good. It's not unlike the conversation that was being held yeah, last year when the 49ers came in and whooped up Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the cold, in the snow, in the freezing, and everyone's yeah. like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, what kind of soft-ass team have we put put on the what field we on created? Lambeau? I mean, yeah. oh, I'm kind of with it. I'm kind of with they you. They got it. I don't want uh, to put this out there, but um, you guys need to do the Jim Harbaugh. Like, remember when Jim Harbaugh took over in Michigan? He tried to be this high-flying guy. Right. And then now he's just like, I'm going to go back to being mean and mm-hmm. nasty. And you see it. And Ohio State was trying to do their little thing. And Michigan's like, yeah, okay, that's cute. We're just going to punch you around. in the mouth. Yeah. Oh, that's the way to go. I want both teams to get back to that and be a little bit too. cover. Very much so. so. I thought we were going that way this year. I know. But uh, not so much. I mean, I'm not mad at it, but yeah, I thought so too. I thought, listen, I thought your team, again, we talked about like the roster. You're like, God, that like it's scary, like how good they are could be defensively. And I still think they could too, which is obnoxious. They need a new coordinator. I mean, I think there's no no doubt there, but yeah. we'll see what Matt has in mind. I mean, we're all in this sucker together, according to LaFleur. So there it is. Know. Who knows? Well, very good. Well, Aaron, thank you so much. Uh, this was awesome. Hopefully we can do it again sometime in the future and really dive deep and give everybody our music takes and our there movie takes. That's what people really, are really great. waiting for. Not during the season. I wouldn't right. do that. But no, uh, I think during the off season, it'd be fun to get together. Hopefully awesome. somebody- we can. We can do it around the release of the new Indiana Jones movie. There, you there go. it is. Oh, I love that idea. All right. Boom. Well, listen, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for uh, being a great follow, being a friend. And uh, there you go. You can follow him right there on the Twitter machine. And I implore everybody to do it because it's worthwhile. It's a lot of fun. It's a it's an adventure. We're all in this together, I feel, with you and me. So uh, we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me, Adam. All right. Thanks once again. There he goes, the great Aaron Nagler. Uh, one of my... 
Well, what, what a fun person. Like it's a lot of, we've, we've hung out at some Super Bowls before. I think I first met him at the Arizona Super Bowl. And then I saw him the following year in San Francisco. Great guy, great hang. And uh, glad we were able to get him in. Uh, I want to say a couple of things. I'm glad we were able to clear the air uh, with one another. And I want to let everybody know that we spend 90% of our time indoors and indoor air can be five times dirtier than the air outside in an air pura air purifier can remove tobacco smoke, odors, VOCs, mold, wildfire smoke, chemicals, and viruses from our breathing air. And if you go to uh, www.airpura.com right now, use the code 67, you will get 7% off your order for a brand new air purifier from Air Pura. So go check it out. We just, uh, one, of our, one of our friends here just bought one. And I'm hoping that it is uh, working out well for them. But uh, we appreciate everybody and our, our, our friends over at airpura.com. Now, uh, we have a little bit of time left. So I do want to go. Uh, I think it's time, Sammy, that we need to take a trip to the aisle. Fantasy Isle. Welcome to our Fantasy Island. And as we get started, I want to let everybody know that, they, that underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app, the Underdog Fantasy app, sign up using the promo code SICK and Underdog Fantasy will match your deposit up to $100. This is for first-time users. If you've not explored this before, if you've not played you know, Daily Fantasy, gotten into some of these contests, there are so many fun contests on Underdog Fantasy right now that you can be a part of. And the best part about it is that Underdog Fantasy will match your first deposit up to $100. So you're getting 100 bucks free. Go out there, explore, play some play some of these contests. It is a lot of fun. And by the way, just having the app on your phone is important because you get the updates. You want to know if Justin Fields practice on full? Boom, got that update Thursday. It was amazing. So uh, Underdog Fantasy is the place to play fantasy sports and uh, go sign up right now. Well, after the show, because uh, right now we're, we're still talking about important things. I do want to go through some of the best starts and sits for the, not stardom, sit them. I don't do that anymore. That is not my gig anymore, but I do want to go through some of the important plays uh, for this coming. We'll start with this Packers, this Packers uh, Bears game. I got to be honest with you last week uh, in this space on NFL Network, uh, we talked about Mike White being a good option. Uh, ended up throwing for 300-plus yards, three touchdowns. Honestly, objectively, you know what you should do against the Bears. I'm not going to say it. I don't want the words to come out of my mouth. But you know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. This is for every, this is for all the Lions fans. Everybody's not a Bears fan. I don't do this myself, but uh, you, know, you, you know who you should I don't want to be obtuse. But I will tell you, David Montgomery is going to be a great option this week. You know what? Everybody's been making, you know, not making fun, but always been kind of like casting David Montgomery aside. Like I get that a lot too. And I get that a lot with my peers and some other people. And I hate that they, uh, that they, you know what, that they act like David Montgomery isn't an elite level talent. I certainly believe that he is. And so I think this is a huge opportunity for him to run the football against the Green Bay Packers. We saw it the last time these two teams got together. David Montgomery was very good against this team. They are going to run the ball. They're going to be very successful at it. I know that Justin battling through an injury is, is still going to be tough as nails. 
going to still be out there trying to do his thing, but still at the same time, you want to make sure that you got David Montgomery in your lineup. Now, there are a couple of good quarterbacks that you could be streaming this week. We've got Ma uh, Mike White once again going out there, playing very well. Great matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, who've allowed a lot of production to opposing wide receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs over the last couple of weeks. So not only is Mike White a great option, uh, we're going to start Garrett Wilson. We're going to start Elijah Moore. We're going to start Bam Knight. If he's available, if Mike, if Michael Carter's not back, start your Jets this week. I know that it's going to the, the the ceiling's going to fall out at some point. Not this week. Not against this Vikings defense, especially with the Vikings coming off a huge win as well. Like you're fine. Like go out there, start your Jets against them. We also like. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Jared Goff is going to be a good option for you this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars have, a, have struggled. They've allowed a lot of points. We've seen some teams go out there. We saw with the, was it the Eagles? No, the Ravens. The Ravens were able to drive up and down the field against the Jags last week. As a matter of fact, should have won that game going away, but a couple of drops, a couple of miscues, and our friends down in Duval County ended up getting the victory. Trevor Lawrence, another great one. Uh, the Lions have allowed the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. Trevor Lawrence has had three games where he started to look really well. Last week, the first time in his career, he topped over 300 passing yards, three touchdowns with no interceptions in a game. First time in his career, could make it a second consecutive week on that. Nick Chubb, Damian Pierce, the that game in Houston, I, I, I really don't know. I don't care who wins, who loses. I don't want to talk about that game much, but both running backs have a huge opportunity in this one. And for anybody who's worried about the Texans, being in a negative game script, the, the Browns are one of the slowest starting teams in the league. I can see Damian Pierce going out there, really grinding it out and uh, keeping that game close. So both both starting running backs are great options this week. We like George Kittle again, obviously. We're going with George Kittle. Uh, and, of course, the Browns' DST is one to play. Some guys you might want to think twice about. Uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, the, the, the Buccaneers have allowed the fewest receiving yards to running backs this season. Amari Cooper going up against the Colts, who have allowed the fewest passing yards to quarter to wide receivers this season. CeeDee Lamb's got a tough matchup as well. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So I was talking about the Colts. The Texans. The Texans allow so much production on the ground, which makes it difficult for these receivers to really get after it. And of course, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, the Colts have allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. I don't know how that's accurate. But I expect this to be a big Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott game going up against those guys this week. Uh, by the way, Cole Komet, who we love, I will tell you this. Cole Komet has got a very tough matchup this week against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have allowed the fewest yards per game to opposing tight ends. But I'm going to tell you this. There are times that you can look at the, st st the statistics and you, you take in the information, and you're like, okay, that that I see where you're coming from. I see why you would say that he's a sit. But with Darnell Mooney out, uh, with a lot of our receiving options not being available to us, at some point, uh, you got to distrust the player. And I think Cole Komet is one of those players who goes out there, and you just got to trust him, and you got to expect him to go out and have a big game. I'm very interested to see, too, not that I'm starting him in fantasy, and I know I'm bringing this up in Fantasy Island, but... Valus Jones, I want to see them get creative and find ways to get the ball in his hand. With his porous as the cheese ball defense is, 
I would really love for them to go out there and really take a whack at this Packers run defense with a multitude of players. I feel like because Chase Claypool was a full participant in practice on Thursday, I think he could end up being our top receiver. But I think Cole Komet still, because of his ability, is still somebody that I would trust this week. When you're looking over the tight end position and outside of guys like Juwan Johnson, who've been playing pretty well, like and Travis Kelsey, obviously. There's not a lot of great options. TJ Hawkinson would be pretty good this week as well. Cole Komet is still somebody that I would trust. I would still start him. I would not be too afraid to get him in there. So I really love Cole Komet. And so uh, I would start him. So there you go. That was uh, that was the fantasy update, the fantasy aisle. I will say this, though. Why don't we go ahead? Uh, we'll wrap this up. I want to thank Aaron Nagler uh, for coming in. I want to thank all the people. I know that some of you, a lot of times we'll come in and be like, why do we talk about the opposing teams? I think it's a cool, cool way to get a different perspective, to hear him talk about not only his own team, but to talk about Justin Fields. Like, you you heard it. Oh, Aaron's voice was shaking. Like, well, he's appreciative of what Justin Fields is, of like all the people. Like, we go through this all the time, and I'm very mindful of the people who, who were initially dismissive of Justin Fields, who are still dismissive of Justin Fields. I will tell you, because I know this, because I've, you know, I interact with them is Aaron has always been like, Justin Fields is a good player. And as he said during this during this uh, opening part of the season, he was still like, yeah, they're going to figure this out. It was scary for a lot of people uh, who are not Bears fans watching this being like, oh, God, I think they might actually have something. Although I will say there was a couple of friends of mine, and I still have the text from this text chain where one of my friends was like, guys, Justin Fields stinks. And I'm like, don't – like, I'll lose my number. I almost blocked it. I go, if we were on Twitter, I would probably – but you're my friend. I would mute you. But for a rando, I would block you. But now it's finally coming around. Like, oh, yeah, Justin Fields is pretty good. And we, it's funny because, like, the debate is still going on. We saw Jalen Hurts get a lot of grief for running the football too well against the uh, whoever they played the other week. Who was it? Jeez Louise, how could I already forget? But he was, he was running the ball too well. Was it the commanders? No. Uh, but he was running the ball too well. And it's the most ridiculous thing to me. Like the whole goal of being a quarterback is putting points on the board. And we saw in that game against the New York Jets that you could script a couple of plays for Trevor Simeon and you can be successful and you can move up and down the field. But at some point, your great players need to start making great plays. And that's what we have in Justin Fields. And so personally, I hope he plays. I hope we beat the Green Bay Packers. I don't care if we drop all the way down to pick number nine. That does not concern me. What concerns me is the development of our quarterback, developing a winning attitude by going out and beating the Green Bay Packers for far too long. You heard Aaron talk about this for far too long. The Packers have just been running around and they're they're thinking like, oh, like this is a one year thing or this is a one. No, 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 let's make this an every year thing. And I love the fact that Justin Fields is doing everything in his power to get out on that football field because that is where he belongs. And I can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to see you all on Sunday. And of course, once again, we'll be down at Rip Beer Company in Huntington Beach, PCH location. Get there around 945. Maddie, the bartender, she's a Packers fan. And I love the fact that we make her, well, we lose every week. So I guess she's not completely miserable, but the Packers suck or have been bad. I don't, don't, I'm not saying the term. But in any event, we'll be there this Sunday. I look forward to seeing all of you. And uh, we will be back at the latest on Tuesday for Take It to the Rank with Carmen Vitale. Until that time, 
beat the Packers, and bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.